Hello and welcome to Baby Banter, a podcast all about play and development. I'm your host, Nicole Pates, a paediatric physio and mum of two, and I'm here in the studio with the beautiful Monique and Helen and their little boys, Seb and Gio, although Gio's taking a little break today and Monique's by here by herself. On this podcast, we are following these beautiful first-time mums on their journey where they ask all their, is this normal questions, how about this, and what about that, and ah, and I gather the paediatric experts around me to help answer those questions so you have accurate and realistic information to help you on your parenting journey. Before we get started, I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy. With over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite, on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Hey mum, it's time for Baby Banta. So today, it's nine months. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I feel like it's a little like milestone in their development as far as the following years that follow birth. Yeah. Nine months in, one, nine, nine months, months out, out, which we're going to talk about a bit yeah, later. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but it's a crazy time. It's also a really hectic time. And I think if you guys don't know Monique and Helen, their little boys are nine months and it's just before Christmas. So it's also coming to the end of the year. So mm. it feels like a little wrap up in a stage of development for them. But this is also a very crazy time of development with lots happening, which, yeah, yes, there is a lot. But I'm here today to answer all your questions and check in and see how things are going. So, Mon, how have things been lately for you and Geo? Like you said, so many changes at the moment. I feel like it's a big explosion of development for Geo. He's on the move. <laughs> He's <laughs> crawling. <laughs> Potato no more. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's celebrate it and it's then also so get eyes in the back of our head. <laughs> I know. I was like... Go, go, Gio. And then he started moving and then I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm similar in some ways. My husband keeps being like, yeah, are you going to take a step? Are you going to take a step? Because Seb loves being held up yeah. in standing. And I'm like, why are you encouraging? <laughs> like, slow down. So many people are like, please don't rush them. Oh. You're going to regret it. <laughs> it's, yes. And then, but, but it's so exciting being on that journey with them. It's yeah. like watching and like, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm here and I'm here. And everyone oh, yeah. else is just let it slow down. And Absolutely. It's hard. It's a I know. Thing. You don't want to rush. You want to delight in those moments. But you're so excited for them. And you're also petrified of all the things that they can get their hands on now. <laughs> Gio's been pulling the plants out and or the little exploring stones. the house, <laughs> out of washing machine. Yes, the washing machine is the most entertaining thing at first with everything <laughs> swishing around it. I remember I used to just put like a red shirt on by itself so oh. they could see it. <laughs> see it going round and round. <laughs> Don't put it in the no lights. screen time, just washing machine time. Perfect. <laughs> Shh, don't tell everyone my secret of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, apart but from that, Gio's, he started clapping, which has been so cute. Everything that excites him, he now claps. He's yeah. just started waving in the last few days, which has been really cute. I think before it was more us like moving his arm. Now yeah. he literally is waving his arm from left to right. Oh, and so my much. husband only just saw it this morning because he's at work a lot of the time. Yeah. He misses some of these little things. And yeah. I can see like a tear welling up in oh. the eye because he's just, yeah, delighting in Geo, oh. like communicating. It is. Him. And it's there's so just, it's like that next step of interaction where they've finally mastered some of their hand movements and they can get them to do what they want to do. Because yeah. like, it's not like they don't understand before. It's just that they can't quite figure out how to get it all working to yeah. give you the same gesture back. So. I think last month as well we were talking about them making noises that sound like mum, mm. but now Gio's really going mum when he wants something oh. and like drawing me oh. in. 
and he saved yesterday he turned nine months old and he woke up in the morning and he turned to Leon and he went Duh. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so cute that you saved it for today, oh. coincidentally. But I was like, <laughs> it was like so clear and I was like, that is so sweet. Oh, I'm yeah. going to cry. Yeah. Um, it's an emotional time right now. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that all sounds beautiful and yes. just delightful. What has been tricky this past month? Him now being on the move. Yes. <laughs> I delighted in that and now it's tricky. Yeah, it's also tricky. <laughs> Last Sen, month. Sen's throwing himself around. He doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> one of the reasons Gio isn't here today is yeah. we've been to a few appointments and things mm. this month and he doesn't like being confined to yes. one room. Yes. And I was thinking he's probably not going to love it today. It's nice and sunny and bright outside and yeah. he just wants to be outdoors. So it's been getting trickier with yeah. finding, yeah, it's managing fun. him within a confined space because it's not a natural environment for him no, to be and in. And for some little ones who have an ultra curious personality that mm. want to see how everything moves and works and explore and push the boundaries yes. of life, which yeah. is fantastic. And others have that similar curiosity but in different ways mm. but it's like being in one space is tricky it's a lot easier with him if he's like at a table with lots of people and they're all interacting yes. with him he'll happily sit there and engage yep. it's just when it's we're trying attention to is off him <laughs> like chat to the doctor yeah because he's done. not getting or his connection <laughs> yeah and yep. it's like why am i what am i doing here yes and in some babies are almost happier with that like alone alone figuring out and mm. others it's not that Gio is not happy with that but he the way he would, would want to be alone is to explore and pull it exactly and that's not always wanted in certain environments yeah and so then it's oh, if you can't let him pull all the podcast cords out and play with the powerpoints why? like yeah. what are we doing here yeah yeah so, so I took him to a beauty appointment the other day <laughs> and <laughs> accidentally forgot my pram so I was holding him <laughs> and then I was like all right I'll put you on the floor next minute he's under the bed <laughs> Wax his head and I was like, oh, Gio, <laughs> this isn't good for you. It's not good for the beautician who's really trying to rush yeah. my eyebrows. And, <laughs> and now you've got a wax tan. And I like left and I was like, I felt completely defeated. I was like, mm. I'm sorry, like this wasn't good for you. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for the salon. But, but it's fine. Like, yeah. Rupture and repair. Exactly. Are like, you know, sometimes things just have to get done. Exactly. And whether it be medical or financial at the bank or and like – some people don't have places where they can take That's and right, yeah. have care for their kids. And so you just yeah. have to like, yeah, you have to be okay that it's not going to be amazing for them or amazing mm. for you and that you can go to the park later and exactly. have a connection. Then. Absolutely. And so it's, I think we often guilt ourselves for those tricky moments, but really in the scheme of things, those we remember them, but it's actually really small oh, yeah. part of his day. Seb's so distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Helen's trying to feed him and he's and it's like funny giving um, me the eye. <laughs> like made me realise that I don't have a lot of people that do care for Dio apart from myself because up until this point I've just taken him everywhere Yeah, and he's been my sidekick mm. and then – getting to a point where he's actually, I'm not really a fan of these situations. I'm like, ah, what do I do now? Mm. And how <laughs> so do that's I, tricky. How do I manage it? Yeah. yeah. It is without, yeah, and finding But just going through it, getting through it, like you said, they're small moments in the day. They don't feel small at the time. No, they don't. Not it at all. It feels really... You know, you internal triggers and you're like <laughs> hypervigilant and jumpy and you're like, oh my God, what's he going And yeah, so it doesn't like, it's... You don't feel like you shouldn't feel like that. It's natural to feel like that in the moment. It's just it's when you look Keeping back, it don't picture. feel guilty about it. Yeah, because yeah, it just sometimes has to be done. Yeah, yes, Sebby. Why don't we bring you into the conversation, Seb? Maybe and see how have you and Seb been, Helen? How's things been? You're nearly nine months. Nine months next week. Well, beginning of next month. So yeah, yes. a couple of weeks still. Yep, yep. Yeah. So we'll be same weeks in and out at the end of this month because he was thirty eight and a half. So I've made a little calendar note. Oh, and uh, yeah, no, things are good. He interacts a lot with everyone. I have in mind that what you said about nine months being the peak of like the separation anxiety of 
him knowing that he wants to be with me, but not knowing where I am when I'm gone sort of thing. Mm. So I think we're coming up to that at the moment. Like I had some friends over uh, for dinner last night and the other ladies were all holding him and having a cuddle and that kind of thing. But it would be like, okay, what are we looking at? Oh, we're near the fan. Where's mummy? Mm. And then, oh, what have you got? Checking You've got something. In. Where's mummy? Yeah. <laughs> so I can see. Don't leave yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And even with my husband at the moment, like if we're both there, he can play with daddy. That's fine. Mm. But when I walk out the door, it's follow me and, oh, you're still with daddy. It's fine. I just need to go to the toilet. Whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that's a really good point. I think that's one of the things that's tricky is that sensation of, because as you say, he's always been with me. Like I'm always taking him around the house with me. If it's just the two of us at home, whatever. But then if someone else is home, even my husband, but Mm in-laws as well. And then it's, I have to go, can you take him? Because I need to blah, blah. It always feels like there has to be a reason, not just, I just want to get up and do what I want to do for a minute, like everyone else does. Well, not even that. I might not have been able to have a shower that morning yet and I want to go and have a shower, but I don't want to have to say, can you take him so I can have a shower? I want to just be like, he's with you for a few minutes Mm. and I'm going to do... Whatever I need. What I want to do. Like what it is, but I often choose my words to not be asking for permission. I'm like, I'm going to. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I, I, talk about that. Just to I had a bit of a frame bonnet in that about July, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) We because we do. We always ask like for permission to do things. To do things that you just need to do. But then like my husband would never be like, Can you take him so I can have a shower? He would just go and have a shower. Exactly. Stand up and go. Yeah. And so I was like, why don't I do that? Why do I? And I think it's because, like I reflected, and I think it's because I know exactly where his development or Will's development was at. Mm. And I would know the things that he would get up to that would push the safety boundaries. Mm. And I would be like, just looking out for them all the time. Do you know what Mm. I mean? Like you just constantly got those eyes in the back of the side and the thing of your head. Even when you're not with them. Even when you're not with them and you're thinking about it. And so like when I'm with him, like I need to hand over that safety watch. And so I'd be like, I'm going, you're on safety watch. But instead of saying that, I would say, I just need to have a shower. Can you watch him? But I should have said, I need you, you need to make sure he's safe. Mm. I'm going to do this. Mm. Or like, I think it it came from that space. But then it became almost like asking for permission, which is not where it originated from. But yeah, just the expectation of he'll be with me mm. unless I ask for him to not be. Whereas, no, this should be more even. <laughs> yeah, and I spoke about that with Ben not long ago, actually, from when we was little. And I said I felt like I was always asking you, and he's I felt like you wouldn't let me take him every time I tried to thought I would come in and take him. You looked like a like a <laughs> mother cat, like hissing at me, like holding her young. And I was like. No, I didn't. He's that is the vibe you gave off. And so I didn't want to take him from you. Like, I felt like I couldn't. And so, like, it was this whole communication breakdown between us, which mm. we talked about on that episode with Katie Parker. It was my re- interpretation, his interpretation, and then just like, Yeah. I need some sound effects on my <laughs> <laughs> We got through it. But, like, until we had that conversation four or five years later, like, it wasn't, like, then it was the realisation. So it's a hard time. and yeah. But you do. You feel like it's all you and you're in it. And, it's really yeah. interesting. I don't know what it is about this nine-month point. It's like, it feels like I'm really reflecting on the journey and where we're at and what's coming next and mm. how, yeah, how everyone's coping within the parenting yeah. <laughs> situation. <laughs> who's, ta- who's taking on what roles? Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. Um, and also because there's so much... They're so much more independent than nine mm. months ago. So they're yeah. sitting and they're starting to eat the same foods as you and they're starting to mm. give back in terms of communication and you're starting to see their little personalities. And yeah. so it's a very different point to that. I held my friend's little newborns, she had twins, last night and they were just so tiny yeah. mm. and it was so reflexy and jerky and, you know, the that when they roll their eyes into the back of their skull and it's like, well, oh, with the tightness. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> Started bawling. My husband's like, no, we're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> Get that cockiness <laughs> away. <laughs> Please, just one more. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And you is. can take responsibility for the next <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> and you're at home. <laughs> no, thanks. No, oh, no, I couldn't do that. But, yeah, it is, it's, it, that can be really tricky. I mm. agree, and I don't have an answer for you because it's hard. It's just something yeah, you have to kind of. Yeah, it's just of more of a out. thought rather than a 
question, I think. Good developmental questions. You guys, we have our WhatsApp group, guys, that we send things in. Mon sent, I think she's been piling them up for about a month. <laughs> she sent me like I've a, been doing that lately. Oh, that's, that's what happens. Like yeah. As they get more on the move and you're more into life and doing things, you're yeah. like, this is, I felt like eight to forever, eight months on and forever was the point where like I couldn't look at my phone as much mm. because like you miss things. You're like, oh, text. And then you're like four days later, oh, that text. I can go. Yeah. Yeah. You're busy. Be more, yeah, absolutely. More involved and engaged because they're on the move and they're trying to interact with you more mm. and they're not just a little potato. <laughs> Potatoes are very they cute. They are so cute though. <laughs> <laughs> and then some days you're like, please be a potato. <laughs> and just at the, at the wax, please. Yeah. I might get my eyebrows waxed. Just be a potato. No, that's not. <laughs> we also have our our bed is quite high and we're often sitting on it with Seb as well because of the hard floors and stuff we often are sitting up where it's more comfy and the dogs are down low and his current thing is like and then reaching and you're like no no diving this is way too high (laughs) even then then I'm saying like backwards like literally I'd have to be leaning off and like arms down for him to get to floor level Mm. so I'm like no no diving off the bed to get to the dogs and he's I want them (laughs) a ramp (laughs) I know Gio's actually been, I feel like, trying to jump out of my arms the way he moves so quickly. He's, I want to go there. And you can feel his whole muscles move Mm. in that direction. You have to, like, make sure you're holding quite tight. Down this time frame. Because they sit so well and they're crawling Mm. that you'd put them on their hip and you'd almost expect them to hug. Mm. Theron would never really hug me back. And so I would think they've got this beautiful motor control and then I'd walk past a door frame and they would, like, clonk back Yeah, I was like, no, you hold me. But it wasn't more until it was closer to a year where they really started probably. Not only that. They learned from hitting the Gio's got his arms out trying to grab everything on the way past. (laughs) We keep having someone run to the front door because as the other person walks out, Seb grabs the door knocker and it's (laughs) clicked. And then the other's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Like, nope, that was him. (laughs) (laughs) Come to me. Bring me my food. (laughs) my bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, Not only somewhere. that, for some reason, Gio's been a little bit gassy lately. <laughs> and that same question. Changing food. Was that him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, of course it was. <laughs> we're, we're definitely blaming it all on the baby. <laughs> yeah. Two dogs and solids. Mm, it's great. It's great all the time. <laughs> oh, no. Very funny. Apart from, like, major, like, development what would you call it? Gross motor. Yeah. Fine motor skills. Yeah. Yeah, is the question I wanted to ask mainly today. And Nicole's actually bought us an innie bin I for have. the babies. Sorry, every month. I, we should do like a baby banter present. Yeah, list present for like drop. Month by month. <laughs> yeah. Every month that we come into the studio, I bring Monique and Helen a present that's at this developmental stage for the boys. So this mm. month at nine months, they've got the innie bin by Fat Brain, which you don't need toys, guys. And you can make this at home if you want to, but. These guys are special and they're coming in sharing their <laughs> journey with us. So I'm gifting them some joy with toys. But yeah, it's really lovely. And from the first moment I saw the inner bin, I was like, Gio needs that. And so when I walked in today, I was <laughs> he, like, oh he needs my it. God, Definitely. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> I, I was actually saying this to my sister the other day. I was like, when people tell me what they've bought Gio as a present, I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> Because I like the surprise. <laughs> I feel like the presents are for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, presents it, was, it was a great surprise this morning. Mm. So, yeah, with regards to fine motor skills, I've noticed Gio has definitely started doing more with his pincer grip, which yes. is the thumb and the forefinger. Yep. Grabbing the puzzle pieces from yes. the present you got us. Yes, um, I last, knew it was coming. I thought that month. would be a helpful <laughs> present to encourage yeah. his pincer grip. Even in the um, bath, if the, even if there seems to be like a little piece of fluff or something that's landed mm. in the bath he's trying to grab it yes. with his fingers yes your things. floors will be very clean yeah <laughs> and picking up all sorts of things off the floor bits of food yeah. yes yep yep anything that we didn't even know was there yes. <laughs> where all of a sudden we're like what is that mm. <laughs> get it out of your mouth yes and you do just need to be a little bit wary outside now with bees okay yeah, like yeah. oh we had that the oh, other yeah. day I was mm. like trying to very gently waft one away that just kept coming mm. back and coming back and I have quite bad bee reactions as well so mm. I was like Please just leave us alone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've got so much great outdoors yeah. here in Australia, but yes, but yeah, we have like, a lot of bugs and yeah, bees, and <laughs> and the, the live bees just usually fly away. But it's the ones that are like on the ground that they all yeah. you know, they pick up. It's just yeah. this is just the time where your eyes. 
become more supervising. Yeah. A little bit of a lull moment, actually, thinking mm. about that is mm. the flies recently. Mm. Geo's, what is that on my oh, arm? Yes. And so he's, ooh, like trying to grab it with his pincer grip. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, karate kid. <laughs> yeah, no, he needs little chopsticks. Ah. <laughs> I've lost it. But then it like lands on his face and you can see him like, <laughs> like wriggling. Get off me. <laughs> Mm. Um, so you were asking little, about little, little Peter Rabbit. Yes. Fly upon his yes. Nose. I was thinking that in my head. I was like, don't start singing. Uh, yeah. What so, do you want to know about Pinsa? So it's obviously at a point now, especially with the innie bin, yeah. something that comes up around nine months, they're starting to develop that pincer grip. Moving on from very early skills, what does that help with later? And is it something we should try and foster? I don't know if you have to do much to foster it. Okay. It sounds like he's... Mm. Doing a lot himself yeah, with yeah. the fluff and the, the <laughs> all food the and the, the, all the bits that you don't want. Yeah. It's really good for grass, like for developing hand control mm-hmm. and fine motor awareness okay. and accuracy, so like that hand-eye coordination. So they're literally looking at these tiny things on the floor and like accurately pulling, putting their hand out and grasping it together and then moderating their strength and pulling it back. And so that's a huge skill, Amazing. but it's great for picking up food, like yeah. Cheerios and sultanas and yeah. peas and all the things on all the those table. little things, yeah. Yeah, and, and then it's a really early, early, early skill for using their hands later for writing and all of the other yeah. things. Yeah. So it's a found, and about nine months, so between seven and nine months we see that pin. One of the ones that we used to do for literacy development for people with poor handwriting skills was pegs, holding a peg yeah. and, like, and opening and closing mm. a peg with different fingers. Obviously they need to... You need, that's not where they're at now, hmm. but that was th- that like. But you think about it, like when you open like a pencil case or a hmm. zip or a button or like all of these things have hmm. the pin, like you bringing your fingers together and squeezing and moderating and pulling and pushing. And so it's just yeah. that early stage. Oh, I don't stage. know if it's the right word. Is it a busy board? Would that be the right, like with door handles and um, You can definitely do a busy. They will not be able to do a lock at this age, but they <laughs> might be able to like pull it down, like yeah. depending on the lock, but maybe yeah. not a key. Yeah. But there's lots of. You can do DIY busy boards, especially as they become interested in light switches. Yeah. Like those stick on ones from Bunnings that you like flick the switch there's a, like, mm. and, you, and, it, and you can stick them onto boards and things like that. But often if you give them that, they still want your wall lights. Of course. Because they know. They're like, you're not playing with this. <laughs> and like remotes, like poking oh, the remote, yeah. like poking the button. So they're becoming more inquisitive of that cause and effect. So yeah. if I do this to something, what happens? Do you so turned on the music yesterday. Would that, like, How did you do that? <laughs> would it be good if there was a remote for something that wasn't used anymore or, or yeah, just whatever? No, no batteries. Take batteries. the batteries yeah. out. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And that, that's actually... That would actually be a good thing, wouldn't it? If it yeah, hundred billion out of press. The buttons. skills are so many different ways that they use their skills. But if you did want to entertain, or not entertain, that's not the right word. If you did want to provide an opportunity for your little one to keep busy while you cooked dinner in the high chair or on the mm. floor, you can get a colander and put ribbons through it and tie mm. knots at each end, and then they can pull the ribbons back one and way like, and yeah, other. one way and then the other, and things cool. like that. Yeah. And so, because they're working on that skill, and yeah. so they're wanting to work on that skill, and that is a safe, easy way to do that mm. that might provide them 30 seconds or 10 minutes of yeah. exploration while you mm-hmm. cook dinner yeah. or get a wax. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I went and got a wax the other day for the first time since Will was born. Like I went and got uh, like almost full bikini type wax and I went in and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and she's like, all right, get ready. And I'm like looking around. So this is like seven years. I'm like looking around and I was like, there's no, there's no disposable G-string. What is this? And so I've gone out and I was like, oh, excuse me, just, is everything okay? And I was like, oh, I'm just, there's nothing here. Like, what do I change into? And she looked at me and she's, oh, honey, <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So, I felt so old and embarrassed. She said, I do have one in storage for you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel really old and I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't think I want to be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll just go get IPL. <laughs> yeah. I'll go do something else. Anyway, that was a sidetrack. Anyway, back to the pin secret. I was like, do you want that recorded? <laughs> no, you might cut that bit, Kaya. No, it was fine, but I felt really old. I was like, oh, okay, 
so they don't do that anymore. They just lie there. But yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe your wax very is funny. very different. But I was. She like, must have oh, good pincer grips. Yeah, we might cut that. I don't know why I'm sharing that. All right, let's talk about waving or posting. Posting. Well, I was going to say this. What Seb's doing at the moment yeah. is his current obsessive skill. He just Standing. like reaches for my arms and then pulls himself up and reaches for my arms and pulls himself up. And this will go repeatedly for yeah. a while. And then he'll be like, He's okay, I'm done. It. I'm tired now. Yeah. Yes. But he has once or twice tried to do it on the big cot that we use as a playpen. So we're like, oh no, we're not going to be able to use that soon. But yeah, mostly it's hands at the moment and he'll just do it again and again. And the reason I was laughing before is because he was sitting with his legs like this and he tried to do it. He was almost like splits, but he couldn't, I have get, seen his, babies couldn't do get his that. hands to, mm. he couldn't get his feet back together. Yeah. I have seen babies. Um, I'm just looking under the table, guys, at, at Seb. But I have seen babies that could stand from the splits. Ba- some babies move in so- lots of different ways. But pulling up to stand what these nearly nine months is completely normal at this Oh, yeah, stage. yeah. And he's just – and they, often they like your hands because it's a bit easier because you help them. Pull. I try so hard not to. <laughs> I know. It's but hard. I, <laughs> and like intrinsically, I would, you yeah, want intrinsically. help though. Yeah. And yeah. so like when they reach for your hands, you reach your hands out palm up and like – Automatically, like your There's the way your body moves, and, it, it's yeah. uplifting. Yeah. So in physio land, I turn my palms down, ah. and so that I'm just like a surface ah. for them. And then not all, not not everyone likes it. So you know, we can you can help in different ways, but that's it's just experimenting with variety. But look at him; he's mm. eating. He's, he's Seb is currently eating Helen's knees. They taste good, bud. Mm, Gia's mm. been doing that a lot. Mm. Getting the l- two little fangs at the bottom. Oh, like, oh ah. yes, we have mm. six teeth. Holy it's, moly. Um, <laughs> it's been interesting. Yeah, the bottom two came through and then it was like a couple of weeks later, boom, four top ones, like mm. within days. Mm-hmm. It was it was intense. Did he, Was he worried about them? Oh, we also had croup and another oh. virus at mm. the same time. So it was really not fun. We've mm. had, yeah, we've literally the last few months, it's been get better, get sick, get better, get sick, get mm. better, get sick. Like, again, that sick. is such a beautiful like people say, oh what can I do to help encourage my baby's balance and standing and just dancing with them like dancing that. is yep. so great yeah so they're holding on to you holding on to the table holding on to something like a if you have a um, scarf trying to press the playpen and they're like bopping on the scarf yeah the stable but yeah one thing that has made me a little bit nervous is the him trying to do it on the baby bath or the blue clamshell plastic yeah. clamshell pool because it's just not solid enough for him to and pull against. And the clamshells tip yeah, if yeah. they're in there. Yeah. When obviously we are seeing something that we know is not going to be safe but we you can't not give him a bath or whatever. Uh, like how do we make <laughs> so, that? So <laughs> there are a couple of ways. In the clamshell, what's the worst that can happen? If you're there, if you're there and watching. Yeah. Not if you're in the kitchen cooking and you're sitting in the clam. <laughs> like if you're sitting I actually tested. I tipped it up on the side. It doesn't flip right over. It well, just tips like, a bit like, and then they like, might roll out. So do you, like how, what do you think is the worst that can happen in that situation? Is it that he bonks his head at a very low rate and the water falls out and he falls out? Or is it that he like drops from a height? Or is it that he goes under? What do you think it could be? I was, I had it on our front porch. What I mentioned last time that mm. we're working on our kitchen. Yes. So when I've been building drawers out on the front porch on tile, I had him sitting in it pushing a ball and then mm. he leant forward and I was like, no, until <laughs> turn around and grab it because the the hard floor is what yeah. worried me. That's fair enough. If you put it on, like, remember we think as safe as necessary. Yeah. What if you put it on the grass? Yeah, so I would yeah. be less worried about that. Yeah. It's more just, yeah. And, so, and, and, and then the bath inside the bath yes. is also hard. Yes, so sometimes well, he can sit really well now. Do you have a bath at home or yeah. just a baby bath? We, we, ha- we use the baby bath in the big bath or sometimes use the big bath if we're going to go in as well. Do you think he'd be okay in the big bath now by himself? Yes, except it would just take so much water to be yes. filling it regularly. Okay. We, we use the big bath, but literally, yeah. Like I, only sometimes a I do water. that as well, but yeah. like to actually clean him at night as against a bit of play, I like yeah. it to be a bit too clever. Um, the other thing that you can do rather, because I know the white baby baths you're talking about, yeah. they're quite long. Is the tubs from Bunnings or mm. IKEA the mm. grain like the washing the ones from the round mat. tubs? Yeah, or the, the, yeah, flexi yes, ones. Yeah. The flexi ones with the handles that you put your washing in, or you yeah. store things. They take to the beach. Like they can. A lot of the parents that I know that don't have baths will use the shower over them because they're more they get narrower and well. they can be deep, easier to fill up, less water, but also less likely to tip if you pull up on the side and things like that. So it's sometimes it's thinking. As safe as necessary, 
and what can you do? Because if he's on the grass in the clamshell and he pushes to the edge and it rolls, like that's how he learns that's his limit. But if, and like we want to try and encourage them to learn their limits, but in a safe as necessary way rather than as safe as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a fear. And always supervise around water. Always supervise around water. Yeah. I've had that in my mind around Mm. quite a few things because Gio's obviously exploring a lot more. Even the coffee table, it's like a nice rounded edge and he does bop his head on there a few times. Mm. And I was like, he gives himself a little knock, but now I can see him, if he gets close to it, he's like side eyeing it and leaning away from it. Mm. So So he's like trying to go, okay, I know that if I hit my head on that, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, as safe as necessary, not as safe as possible because it can't be right on him the whole time. No. Being like, oh, no, <laughs> don't well, go near that. But You could. But yeah, then I he mean. Would, he, you could do that, but and it's not wrong if you are doing that, but you yeah. just have, I always like to think, if we're trying to make a little independent adult one day, yeah. like how are we going to get them there? I want to foster that independence. And how do I, how do I encourage their active problem solving? So if mm. you listen to the risky play ones, it's all about like, of understanding what's a risk versus a hazard. So hazards are like things that they can't see that will cause significant injury mm. or yeah. significant harm if they happen, whereas a, a risk is something that you can see or they can see with your help that then they can problem solve and work around. With and I help, do things like yeah. I tap on it yeah. to be like, it's here. Yeah. And so you're drawing, Rather, his, drawing, drawing his attention, attention to, to it, it without moving and him away from it or yeah. moving it away from him. And then him. he can choose and, and it's that and it's learning about his world and that's fostering that problem solving and that mm. risk analysis that will help him develop that and build his resilience mm. as he gets older. So that's yeah. what I love about risky play. It's not actually that complicated. It's all just trying to think about what do you need? And that level of support that he needs from you mm. can change like hour to hour. So quickly. Depending on and how tired and they are as yeah, well. Yeah, his tiredness and his hunger and you know him best. And that's why everyone's like, give me a recipe for risky play. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I help them climb a tree? I'm like, well, no, it's not even about that. It's about in this situation as they're growing up, what do they need from us and how do we provide enough support that they can do as much as possible by themselves, but we're here if we need them. And that will vary and change over time and in time being years, time being days, time being hours. Absolutely. And I've been trying to practice one of the things you talked about in Risky Play with the language, like Mm. when when you've got capacity, try Mm. and say the narrating and that kind of thing. So I think the more that I've tried to practice that, the more it's come naturally. Mm. So like yesterday he did sit in the bottom of the big bath and then fell sideways onto it. And I was like, oh, you fell sideways. Mm. And practicing that again and again to not just be like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, are you yeah. all right? Yeah. Yes, it's a different response. And that, that we will... Oh. Yes, he's very much in a dinosaur phase at the moment. Everything's like this weird guttural growl. But there's like the point that Helen made earlier was the capacity so that you don't have to do these things 100% of the time or always be thinking about the way you're talking or anything. And there's no scripts. It's just like, how can I be there for them without leading their reaction. Mm. That's the principle that it comes down to. And I want to listen to some more of your Risky Play podcast because like certain language I'm using, I'm like, oh, should I be saying that? <laughs> you won't say the right thing all the time. Never. And I um, think Paul Will, I said, be careful like, for like... naughty table. Hang on. Is that okay? <laughs> one one mum messaged me the <laughs> other day on Instagram actually and she's like, oh, no, like... Where we were talking about the things our kids say to us and she's like, it's true. And they've started saying naughty mummy. And like, I don't know where they've got that from because I've never said it. And I was like, no, that's Peppa Pig. Because <laughs> <laughs> Peppa Pig's naughty mummy. And she's like, oh my God, it is. And I was yeah. like, yeah, Peppa Pig. Bloody yeah. Peppa Pig. While Seb's down on the by that word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While Seb's down on the floor here, I've got a little, what's that thing called? Swaddle, swaddle cock cloth on the floor on the carpet mm. here. And he's just testing his like, can I lean forward? Yeah. I can see when he's on the bed with us or on a couple of blankets on the hard floor, he'll lean forward and put his knees down. Mm. But when he's on Harder the wood, yeah. he'll put his hands down and then be like, nope, and go back to sitting. And he just did it there as well. Oh, he leant forward yeah. and was it's like, like an island. Oh. Geo's a bit funny. He's, with You can hear Seb, Seb in the background. He's getting frustrated that he can't do what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. His little hands, yeah, hands are going. Are going. <laughs> and out, the little motorbike riding. Yeah. And the straight legs, bent legs, straight legs, bent legs. <laughs> Sorry, Mon, what were you saying? I was just going to say, now that Geo's crawling, it's funny because we have one of those really squidgy mats and mm. he was crawling around on that, but he'd get to the edge. It's 
the ocean is on oh. the o- other side of it. <laughs> oh, and he put carpet. his hand, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> or like he'd get oh. his hands off and then his knee would go down. He's like, oh, no, too hard. <laughs> oh, I don't and like that, happen- that happened no. <laughs> yeah. for about a week and I was like, is this a, this is a bit funny. Like, <laughs> no, I don't even need a playpen. I'll just put the mat out. <laughs> the mat and he won't leave. <laughs> but oh. then I have a different mat that is a different texture again and it's funny giving them different um, opportunities on different surfaces. Mm. And he was on that and he's like, yeah, cool. Like just scooted straight off it. And I was like, well, that mat doesn't work. I know. I need, I need it the mat. I need the fluffy one. Who can design a mat to keep my baby contained with no barriers? It's an imaginary fence. Yes. <laughs> it's a force field. Then I was thinking maybe he's feeling the different temperature of the mm. floor versus the mat or the different mm. textures. And then I'll, my husband a couple of times like, oh, we need to put him in pants so he doesn't hurt his legs when he's on different surfaces. Mm. And then I'm like, that is potentially a thing because we were at a friend's house who had really rough carpet Yeah, yeah. for one of the Christmas parties recently. Mm. And he actually ended up with quite a lot of scratches yeah. all over his legs. Yep. And then we'd been in the pool and it irritated it. Um, but that mm. settled down after a day or two. But mm. still, I was like, it is something I feel like it's good to be consciously aware of it. But again, safe as yeah, necessary. You, they don't really, don't they don't wanna... have kneecaps yet. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 So Helen's just what? And so that's why it's really, they just croon around crawling. Yeah. Like that's still developing for them. So it doesn't actually hurt on no, their knees. No, on their knees. But it's more the skin. It's more the like surfaces. So yeah, if you're out on gravel or you're hiking or like different things yeah. like that. And that's probably the safety thing is I'm all for like bare feet, but we've got to be safe on hot ground with the shoes or protective wear. And so we used to just carry like a pair of tights or leggings in the back of the and back of the car and some slip on shoes like for those situations. Yeah. But often kids will adapt the way they move depending on the surface. And I have noticed that he'll end up on feet and hands instead of on his knees. So like you take them out to the grass, if it's like long and prickly, they're like, oh, I don't want to be on here or Mm. gravel. Not the gravel, but that aggregate. Yes. Yeah. So they'll go to bear crawling if they don't like it. And if it's really slippery, like the wood floors, they might go down to their tummy. Maybe. Yeah, you know, to like, slide along. Or, yeah, because it's fun or it feels nice or like carpet, they might go hands and knees. And They're so, just exploring. Yeah, and yeah. so lots of people say, what about commander crawling? Like how can I see if I can encourage my little one to go on hands and knees? And I'm like, well, try different surfaces and yeah. different angles and different inclines. Try different <laughs> – expose them to different environments and opportunities. And pe- some people, times people are like, oh, never thought of that. Yeah. Because you're always in your house and you're always – Or at the park. Like there's very – You're in your comfort yeah, zone. zone. Yeah. yeah. And you're not thinking specifically about no. it. You're not consciously aware of it. But they can do really cool things for their bodies. I don't think you necessarily need to think about like I need to protect him while he's crawling. Mm-hmm. But just I would always carry a spare pair for more temperature or if you're like <laughs> – Scratchy stuff for the yeah. skin. Like if it's going to get wound, like wounds, then mm. that's probably not ideal. No. Um, I felt really he bad for him that day he does that he not ended need up scratched up. knee pads. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's probably what my husband was thinking. <laughs> getting around in his knee pads and his elbow pads. Oh, and then legs. like those stupid backpacks that they have. <laughs> have you said they marketed them to you on Instagram? No. Oh, these like backpacks that are like a backpack, but then they have almost like this cushion behind their head. Oh my goodness. For when they I fall think backwards. I know what you're talking about. And so it's if your baby started sitting and they're falling backwards, get them this backpack. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. And some like, parents I've heard, oh, I'm going to put a helmet on them. Oh, my helmet. <laughs> Like then, yeah, there's low centre of gravity, like a safe oh, yeah. Don't put them on the hardwood tiles. We can do that, put some pillows around them. But like mm. they need to understand where they are in space and how to react to gravity and how to – like they need that experience mm. to build their skills. Whereas you put them in a backpack, they're just going to throw themselves backpack all yeah. the time. And, yeah. and it's funny with that squidgy mat, I've noticed mm. that Geo's – I fall, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, he And knows. then if he falls – on a harder surface is, oh, hang this on. This is not the same. <laughs> yeah. Why did I not realise? So you can always see him thinking I had um, things happen. nearly 12-month-old come into clinic the other day for a, her final appointment after a torticollis mm. journey and developmental journey. But we have this tiny yellow step that's maybe like an inch off the ground and it's, I don't know, 40 centimetres square wide. And I had it in the middle of the mat. And she crawled up onto it and sat on it and then fell, purposely fell, leaned to the side and then rolled and He's just self laughing and then she'll crawl back up and do yeah, it again yeah. and again. And the yeah. parents were like, what? What <laughs> is this? Like, she's a thrill she's seeker. Exploring. Yeah, yeah. She's loving to play with her gravity and she figured out that it's squishy and safe and they were just like, it's so entertaining for her. I was like, yeah. You and know. for you. Yeah, you know she yeah. doesn't want to play with the bubbles. She wants to fall off the step. And it's sometimes the most simple things can provide the most joy. Mm, mm. Absolutely. And then thinking about, yeah, you want to delight with them in – 
things that are safe enough. But then there's things like the stairs. He just started no. putting his hands yeah, up on yeah. the stairs and I was like, oh, no. We're about to go down south for a couple of weeks because my family's all through the southwest and Leon's family. Of Australia. Also. Yes. Yes, of <laughs> Western Australia. <laughs> We're off to Mylup and Pemberton and nice. then Esperance yep. over the Christmas break. So Geo's going to be... Out and about a lot, mm. I think outdoors more so yeah. than when we're in the city, which I'm so looking forward to, less us even being engaged with our phones. Yeah, I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, when we're at the beach, like we don't even look at our phone unless we're like quick, take a photo of something. The summer holidays, like wherever, if, even if you're not in school, but like being in summer and we do new things, like we try new things, we expose them to new opportunities mm. and like no matter what their age, you'll come back and people are like, oh my God, they've grown or look, what are they doing now? And it's like that absence of seeing but also yes. exposure to new environments and I guess having more people around you, you're, sometimes your comfort zone to try new things is a little bit more yeah. stretched, good in a good way. And being more in that community vibe with the family because yeah. we're all in the holiday houses together and he's got so many people to inter- interact with. Yeah, Doesn't feel so much like an only child at that point because he's got all the cousins around. But the reason I was saying about down south is I think mm. we're going to need those gates when we yes. get back because I'm like, it's a nice time for us to be going away because yeah. we will be outdoors a lot and then... I'll have to come yep. back and reassess yep. where he's at that point. And lots of people were like, we don't baby-proof our house. And there is – we didn't to a point, but we had stairs and we call them the death stairs. They're tiled. Yeah. And so, like, we needed baby gates at the top of the bottom because I you cannot we'll 100% yep. supervise all of the time mm. in in daily life. Like, you can have dedicated amounts of 100% supervision. Like, when you are – when you are – in watching a bath or a pool or do something of course. Like that. You can't Hope do that all around water. day or all awake time. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, definitely yeah. baby gates. would recommend baby I gates. I also saw your post recently, um, uh, Outdoor Time oh, and yes. Develop. There's some study around lots nine of, months. so many I'm sure there's heaps But that of one's studies. out of Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. And it's a more recent one. Yeah. I can't remember the details of it. Maybe you could yeah, tell yeah, us can find a it. little I can bit. find it. Something it, about how more Outdoor Time has a correlation to increased development. Yeah, so Barnett et al., they're a Melbourne study. I'm just going to get the actual name of the study for you guys and I'll link it in the show notes. They looked at all these different sort of factors that – oh, no, I've got to find it. I'm trying to Google it and talk at the same time. But they looked at all these different things that influenced baby development and over a longer period of time. I'm pretty sure it was over two years – but now I can't find it. Yeah, and it was linked to something about how much outdoor time it was about, children um, were getting. Yeah, with their and, and modelling from their parents as well. Yeah, but now I can't find it. <laughs> we'll put um, a pause. We'll put a <laughs> right pause. I was going to say, I, I, I pause I, I while can, I'm finding this. I could also ask a question whilst you're looking. Yes, Monique, I you have took, to answer. Can you be a physio for a moment? No. <laughs> <laughs> I took Seb to the beach for the first time yesterday and I was like so excited because it's been like, oh, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that and I've never quite managed but I had some friends from working abroad come over and I was like, oh, if you're going to the beach, there'll be more than just me. But, you and know, it was ex- quite a hot day yesterday. Mm. Well. He hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally from what, the moment we got did you there. go? Eight in the morning. Oh, thank mm, goodness. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it was just like a new environment. Was it his or? first exposure? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how do I do, do I try again or do I wait till he's like a year and a half old or uh, what do I do? Personally, not that I'm an expert in the area, I always do like multiple exposures yeah. to things. Mm. Um, it can, the beach can be really overwhelming from a sensory, mm. like light, mm. touch. It's so bright. Noise, yeah. people, birds, sea, waves, like wind. there's wind, like a touch on your face from the wind, the sand, like it can be quite an overwhelming experience. So, yeah, sometimes – Grading into One of the local families takes their bub down quite often and I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to start joining her. I was like, oh, no, maybe not. It did not go well. No, don't give up. And maybe not do a hole on the sand in the beach. Mosman Park Dog Beach because the friends I was with took their dogs down. Sometimes like a gentle exposure is the river or picking a beach like Medham's Pool. Or go on the grass. Or go in the grass near the beach so that it's not like overwhelming. Yeah, we've been to the river for sure couple of times but one of the times it was quite early and he slept in the carrier the entire time I went for a walk and the other time was just recently for a Christmas lunch event that was so basically just sitting on the grass Mm. so we haven't actually 
that was the first time he'd been down on sand and in water yeah. and stuff. Yeah. We are so cool. lucky in Perth with all yeah. our water. I know, fronts. we have lots of different options. Um, for we were down by the river, mm. a place called Matilda Bay. Oh, oh for like this. Leon's Christmas party. It was yeah. a family one. Mm. But there were some really friendly black swans there. Yes. I can't believe how close they get. And the kookaburras yeah. are friendly too. Oh Could have my watched goodness. So amazing. Like for Geo, he was just like, this is so cool. Yeah. And the sunset and beautiful weather. Our, our local group, our local parenting group, had our Christmas picnic la- this time last week and there were these rebel kookaburras that came and took food from right in front of us and they literally took a sandwich out of a kid's hand and luckily mm. it was a relation of one of the babies, not actually one of the babies, so they were old enough that the adult could be like, oh, that's okay, this is what's happened, are your hands hurt, blah, blah, and they could communicate back again, but, oh, my God, it was scary. So I literally just dived out of the tree yeah. and grabbed it. <laughs> and, yeah, so many things can um, happen. I found the article. Amazing. So it's actually, this is why I loved this article. I remember finding it. A lot of the research out there is focused on finding things that will make things worse. Okay. So what's going to negatively affect your baby's well-being? And Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this. And then you'll, for example, maternal well-being can have a a negative impact. And people like. And screen time. Yeah, and screen time. And stuff like that. And then you just feel shame, right? You just feel shame because I'm like, you can't help it if you have a mental health needs in that first yeah, like some like lots of mums go through it, and like it's not a choice that you make. And how do you like? That's right. And you feel shame. Not for something that, that you, no, can, you change. can change. Um, and so I really liked this study because it focused on um, modifiable factors that so things that you can change that can predict or have a positively mm, well, positive it's a longitudinal impact. study. So they yeah. measured. So what they did, it's from Melbourne, Lisa Barnett, and it's part of the infant study over in Melbourne, which is a really beautiful, long study. So they did modifiable factors which predict children's gross motor competence, a prospective cohort study. So they followed the cohort over time. And what they found was that things like your optimism, so maternal optimism about physical activity, so not necessarily like being the fittest mum, but like being like optimistic and positive happy about, and positive it. about yeah. getting out and being home physical activity equipment. So an outdoor space or an indoor um, soft play stuff um, or things that they can practice their motor skills on, time outdoors um, and time to free to move about and time with older children. There you go. So those are all things that are really easy to add into your life. You don't have to do it all day, every day, but right. little bits can really have a positive impact. So providing a supportive environment with older children and equipment, allowing toddlers freedom to move and, and having an optimistic outlook on moving and, and interacting with nature really helps to have a positive influence. It's not they're saying it can influence positively. That That's a really important thing. And so I thought that was such that's beautiful so nice. knowledge to share because yeah. it's not – like it's not shaming, all of those things you can do in little bits and pieces here and there. And yes, you might not be able to go outside that day, but you might meet up with a friend, with a toddler, and they can exactly. hang out together. Or yeah. you might, you know, go to the library and use all the community centre and use their soft play equipment. Mm. Or and I've actually noticed a few more mixed age type, if you're mm. into doing classes, mixed age classes, where there are older children in the classes as well. Mm. Um, there's one uh, close to me that's music, but oh. they have mixed age mm-hmm. and... I'm going to try that out early next year. Just see how it goes. Well, and like Geo loves being around his older yeah, cousins. Yeah, and watching them. And they learn. Peers are such a heavy influence on our interests and our learning, even from a young age. Obviously, that peaks in teenagehood. But it's so beautiful. And like people are like, oh, how do I help my little one figure out a trike or jumping or climbing? And I'm like, go to the park with an older kid. Have someone that is good and loves doing that role model to that to them. And I'm also a big kid myself, so I'll be doing lots of silly things. And and Gia's like, ooh, that's how we started doing the clapping the other day because we had the wiggles on, all the clapping songs. And he's just like sitting there completely enthralled in me jumping around like a crazy person. But you don't have to be like that either. No. Parents. (laughs) Not everyone is like me. quite special. (laughs) Um, But like you can – you don't have to – be that silly, entertaining, like play. Someone said to me, how do I play with my six-week-old? And I was like, but there's no right way to play. Like plays, mm. if you think about players in your little one is curious about the world and they're exploring and they're testing their physical and social and emotional in different ways and that might be with toys or it might be with the environment, it might be with you and like just following their lead and being curious with them, that's play. 
like reading a book together and delighting and looking mm. at each other. And he was like, that's just way easier than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes overthinking yeah. it. Yeah, thinking that you have to so do a perfect setup or you have to buy the right toy or different yeah. things like that. Anyway. I know if I set up things for Gio perfectly, he would just <laughs> knock it all over. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I did oh, it. I think what we might do, Seb's having a little bit of a hard time. He's going to go to sleep. So we might put a pause. Have you got any yeah. final developmental questions for nine months? Or we might. I don't think so. Just really looking forward to, yeah, this next few weeks, yeah. seeing what other exploration he's going to do while we're at the beach and yeah. out in nature and in the forest. And I definitely think by the time we come back, Seb's also going to be crawling. He's so close and like even pulling up and getting close to thinking about walking, I think it's going to be really yeah. big next there month. There is usually explosion. quite a big gap between first pulling up and walking, mm. but but sometimes there's not, but often often there is, and yeah. but not from a desire no. From the little one, from yeah. your little ones, but from an actual skills and balance and um, cognitive load. There's a lot of other things mini milestones. But you often see when they first take their first steps, it's when they like really start vocalizing as well. Yes. So, yeah. It's like a snowball, like together. Yeah. All right. We might tee up, we might finish up our developmental chat for nine months and we're going to come back after Seb's been put down to sleep to chat nine months in, nine months out. Mm. And, but yes, thank you for listening to today's developmental chat on baby banter with Monique and Helen and me, Nicole. If you have any questions, please feel free to DM any of us or DM me, Nicole underscore kids physio, and we will answer them in your next podcast. And please rate and review and share if you found it helpful or funny. We just think <laughs> we're funny, but um, please share with your friends. We really appreciate it. And happy playing. Thank you. See you. I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy. With over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech, as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Baby Banter. If you've enjoyed it, or if you have more questions, let's continue the conversation over on my Instagram, Nicole underscore Kids Physio. You can also check out NicoleKidsPhysio.com for lots of goodness as well as the freebies mentioned. Do you know a new parent or have a family member with questions? I would love it if you could share this podcast with them. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and I'll see you next time on Baby Banter. Hey mum, it's time for Baby Banter.